This is Moneyline on ESPN 97.5. And on ESPN 97.5.com. Yeah, we made it. You just talk. If they hate it, you know they're watching. Enjoy the show. Enjoy the show. Enjoy the show. Enjoy the show. Live from the ESPN 97.5 studios, here's Jerry Bow and Josh Jordan. Lights, camera, action. Hello, world. Welcome into Moneyline on a beautiful, beautiful Sunday morning. We're hyped. We're hyped because there's a guy named Tiger on the prowl. And I guess all the focus of the sports, the gambling world is in 18 holes today, this morning. No doubt about it. Masters time. A beautiful day for it, Jerry. You're right. Man, I love this time of year, NFL draft season. We got the Masters. Rockets get started tonight for playoffs. Let's do it, man. I'm pumped, man. 713-780-3776. If you want to text, if you want to tweet at or, or text us, call us. And you can tweet us at Moneyline975 on Twitter. You can get us at JoshJordan975, at Clutch City Cam behind the glass. What's going on, Cam? Oh, howdy, fellas. How's it going? You tell me. How was your night last night? <laughs> Oh, it's pretty tight. Yeah, I, uh, <laughs> me, me and my boy Black Pat checked out this place uh, down the street, actually, called Cafe Europe. And, uh, oh, man, the shoddies were out. Oh, yeah? Yeah. How'd you do? Uh, I went home. <laughs> <laughs> I can tell you who's doing good, though. We came into the show talking about Tiger, and let's go ahead and talk about it. Now, there's a guy out there put $85,000 on Tiger, 14 to 1. He would net $1.19 million, making it the biggest hit as far as a golf future in the history of these sports books. So, uh, talking about good nights, how did that guy sleep last night? Because the degenerate Harding, you uh, want him to win this. You know what I mean? Sure. Just to, let the good guys win for once, you know what I mean? And they say that uh, William Hill was the one that took the bet. They say the CEO, Josh uh, Joe Asher, they, uh, they called him and they said, hey, there's this big, com- a big bet coming through, and he had, to, he had to think about it. You know what I mean? That's sure. a big bet. But, again, whenever you bet people like Tiger, they're inflated. The, the odds don't give you what they really should be because people know they're coming. And if you look around at other sports books, there's three sports books that have over a million-dollar liability today. DraftKings and FanDuel, the sports books themselves, they both have over 27% of the tickets were uh, for futures on this tournament were on Tiger. So it's a, it's a big day for gamblers and the books as well because they could take a hit. No doubt about it. I guess Tiger's kind of like a public team, right? like you're betting the Cowboys or something like that. A lot of people, Patriots, a lot of people on Tiger. You have to figure he's going to win one eventually, right? You know, the streak can't continue forever, so maybe this is finally the year he breaks through. I And, and like, I hope so, you know what I mean? Just for – you don't get to see – Crowds like that, and I mean, yeah. every don't get me wrong, every every big golf event has these big crowds, but Tiger just brings an extra boom. This morning, I woke up doing the prep more prep for the show this morning, and all you see is people tweeting saying, How do I even go to church this morning? You know what I mean? <laughs> how how do I do get anything accomplished? Even non golf guy is is is. I mean, I, I had an earbud in on the way here listening to listening to golf. Imagine watching golf, and now you're talking about listening to it. 
Well, they can listen to us, right, Jerry? We'll keep updating the Masters and how Tiger's doing throughout the show. So if you want to sneak an earbud in and listen to Moneyline, we'll keep you updated on what's going on with Tiger. If you're on your way to church, yeah, don't worry. We'll preach to you in your ear everything that's <laughs> going on in Tiger's world. But let's get to a little bit of news in the NFL. We do a, This is an NFL show, right, yep. whenever the, the season's going. So Adam Thielen got his deal. What do you think about that? Man, they're... They locked up the the two best receivers, you know, the best duo, I think, in the league, right, When with Diggs and Thielen. I, I think it's smart for the Vikings. It is kind of curious. We saw at the end of the year that they kind of became more of a running team, right? They, they really started pounding the ball at the end of the year last year, but this kind of shows you that, you know, they still – you know, the offense is still going to be open. We think Kirk Cousins is an elite. He needs some some talented players around him. So I think I think it's a good move for them. And it just makes some sense. And, and Thielen's a good player, man. I think he's a little underrated. He, he's a guy, too, that maybe through three-fourths of the season this year, he was maybe the best fantasy receiver, period, in the entire NFL. And then he, I think he got dinged up a little bit towards the end of the year. So I think I think we forget that about how good he was last year for most of the year. And he's a guy that will be a good value if, you know, for fantasy purposes, I think, this year. I think people kind of forgot about Thielen. You forgot about Dre. You forgot about Thielen, man. I think he's going to have another nice year. I think it's a good move for the Vikings. Yeah, uh, you, you're correct. Uh, and fantasy-wise, because I had him too, he, he was number one, I think, the first through the first eight weeks, yeah. I mean, pretty much everybody offensively on Minnesota started to take the downfall. The thing with Adam Thielen is what w- what is different about him is he he's not your and I'm going to say it he's not your prototypical white slot receiver. You know what I mean? Like the <laughs> yeah. dude can do everything. I mean he 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 averages about a hundred receptions a year. He's got speed. He obviously can catch the ball. I mean he's had over twenty six hundred receiving yards the last two years and I think fourteen touchdowns. I mean the dude is a is definitely a top ten wide receiver. Yeah, and I mean, for for what he honestly for me, I think Minnesota got a steal out of it. I mean, they didn't give him a ton of money for for a top tier wide receiver. So props to to Thielen and props for the Vikings for not breaking the bank on signing a guy that's top ten. When you think of Thielen, you think consistency, right? Yeah, he he'll he'll get you that hundred yards. Usually, he's a, a quiet hundred yards sometimes too. Yeah. You don't even realize it. But let's look at where he lands as far as paper. $16 million a year pretty much is what it breaks down to. $35 million guaranteed straight up off the top. That puts him right under Houston's DeAndre Hopkins, which gets 16.2. But it puts him over. And this is a, uh, it's a bad example because Sammy Watkins is at 16. But let's look uh, like Jarvis Landry at 15.1. A.J. Green at 15. Devontae Adams at 14.5. And then his teammate at 14.4. So did... Is it is the price worth it? You think for his consistency? Because you got people ahead of him like Brandon Cooks. He's over there quietly getting sixteen point two. I I think it's a great deal for the Vikings, man. I I think that's right right in line because every time these new deals happen, it keeps going up. We see that, right? You know, Hopkins' deal is starting to age a little bit, and, and you know that's what happens with these NFL deals. It just it keeps going up. So I I think they did a good job with Thielen and kind of to, to Cam's point, you know. Thielen's 6'2". You know, he's a bigger guy. He's not like an Edelman 5'9", kind of, you know, jitterbug, kind of shaky kind of receiver. He's a bigger dude. He's got some size and he can run. So I think and he's, I think he's 28 years old. So, you know, he's still no. got a lot of his prime left. So I think it's a good move. I, I think the money is about what I would expect. And, and we, we've seen kind of Minnesota struggle with the injuries. And the good thing is I'm looking here and Adam Thielen, never since he came into the league, he has played 16 games 
That's big. All five years. That's huge. That's huge, especially when your running back can't stay healthy for five games. And like, Stephon Diggs. He yeah. gets dinged up a lot, too. And also, whenever you're in the fantasy world, you look at these top receivers. You want a receiver that lands in the top ten week after week. Last year, three receivers were in the top ten seven times. That led the way. Julio Jones, Adam Thielen, and Mike Evans led the way. Man, that tells you it right there, man. He's consistent. He catches a lot. He's good in PPR. He catches a lot of balls. And he's a big play guy, too. He can get down the field. So I like the move. Another guy that could get down the field and was involved in a move, Chris Hogan signs a one-year deal with the Carolina Panthers. First thoughts? He's a poor man's Adam Thielen, right? I mean, you know, like, I <laughs> yeah. mean, that's what he is. He's very similar. He's a, he's a bigger guy, a too. Like Wes Welker. <laughs> yeah, he's 6'2", six, 6'3". Six, but I just felt like watching Chris Hogan because – I drafted him. I even pushed him on the show a little bit when we were going into fantasy season because I thought he was a good value. And, man, I missed on that one. I just don't think he can really run anymore. So I don't think that's really that great a signing, in my opinion. Yeah, I mean, again, I think he fit well because of where he was at. Now he goes to Carolina where they have no wide receivers. So your natural, your, your first instinct is, oh, he's going to get a crap ton of targets. But at the end of the day... He's very different than what Cam Newton's used to seeing. Cam Newton's used to seeing big, big targets. I mean, Devin Funches was like 6'6", six, six, yeah. and Greg Olson's a big dude. So, I don't know, man. Like, it's a one-year deal. Like, it's a tryout, but yeah, if I'm Chris Hogan, I'm just kind of like, I don't know why I would go to Carolina. <laughs> You're right about the <laughs> yeah. size thing because, okay, now Funches is gone. You still got Olsen. And, but look who's left. DJ Moore, fast guy. Speed merchant. Yeah. Torrey Smith, Speed. fast guy. Jerry is right. Speed, Curtis yeah. Samuel. So he's really fast. So then you're just adding him to a, a plethora of of guys that pretty much don't get me wrong. DJ Moore is their go guy, and they're hoping that. Yeah. But I, I still don't. It's hard for him me to see him as a consistent one guy. You know what I mean? He he he'd be so good as a as a two. I agree. I the thing with Cam is he's a, a proximity thrower. He's not a guy with great accuracy where he's going to hit you in stride. He's going to going to get it in the area and he expects that big guy to body up the defender and kind of rebound the ball that's that's how cam plays and he's been like that his whole career so the size for hogan makes sense he almost feels like a replacement for greg olson you know because you know they're bigger guys and i know olson's a tight end but kind of similar thing right maybe they can get open in the slot now it makes a lot of sense and it's funny because you say uh, hit and rebound, and we're talking about football, but yeah. Jalen Mills was arrested for fighting an NBA player this week. Jalen Mills and Washington Wizards forward Devin Rob- Robinson got into a street fight. The six foot, 191 pound Mills was arrested for disorderly affray. He fought a six foot eight guy. <laughs> Put him in the hospital. <laughs> Typical Eagles, right? <laughs> I'll fight everybody in this room. I didn't know who the guy was, the NBA guy, though, so I had to go look it up at the Wizards, and the first thing I see, the, the Wizards quickly released a statement. We are, are aware of the incident this morning involving Devin and are disappointed his actions. We will not extend a qualifying offer to him for the next season, so he's done. Hmm. Man, <laughs> you usually don't see stories like this. You know, this is it's kind of great, actually. <laughs> it just... Just imagine these guys fighting, though, and and you always think about that. Uh, um, uh, these guys are huge. Yes. They shouldn't be hitting each other with rules. Imagine if it was street fights. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> these are two guys. These are guys that should be street fighting. They should, but man, that is a big size disadvantage there for Mills. But- I had to reread it because I was like, how did this happen? You know what I mean? Yeah. J- and and I guess Jalen Mills is a better fighter than he is a, a defensive back. 
That's for sure. That's pretty much what came to mind. Uh, he won at something. <laughs> He's been fighting his teammates, Eagles defending fans, his play. Eagles fans are, oh, they're hoping he had some kind of fracture. <laughs> yeah. Tell me he's out this year, please. No doubt. They need some help, man. It's fun. Every mock draft I've done, by the way, go to Sports Map. That's where our content is. Uh, I've given them a corner. You know, Eagles need some help in the secondary for Yeah, sure. where, where's Holly at with her trash Philly team? <laughs> I'm surprised she didn't come on already blasting, you know, stuff like this. You know she saw that Jalen Mills. Oh, yeah. No doubt about it. <laughs> All right. Well, see the one with the green hair? Ooh, that I don't know. I think he's the dude that's got a weird haircut and green hair. Makes sense, I suppose. <laughs> Went all Hulk. All right, let's talk something that needs to be addressed, not only by us right now, but by the Seattle Seahawks. And we did already talk about it last week, how Russell Wilson put on a, a date yeah. Saying April fifteenth, I need this done. I need to know where it's going. But when I when I brought it up, we just kind of moved past it because in my eyes, I figured that something would get done. Sure. I look at Russell as a franchise guy, and maybe I'm tripping. And like I said, hey, we're here for different opinions. Yeah. Y'all, let me know. But what if, what if Russell Wilson went to another team? Because at this point, the way things are breaking down, and the way if they were having to, if they have to use that franchise tag on them, the way it breaks down, it would be huge amounts of money. And they got lucky on his uh, his rookie contract, yeah. being that he was a, what third rounder, third rounder. So now the good times are gone. Yep. And now it's time to make big boy decisions and. Every, they're seeing the mold at uh, the copycat league, and you're seeing, man, maybe I can go out there and, and take a chance on one of these younger guys and get a lot back for Russ. Oh, man. You just you never see that, though, right? Trading a franchise quarterback when he's in his prime? I, I think this is just kind of posturing, right? I think the Seahawks are just trying to get the best deal they can. I think that – and tomorrow, I believe, is the deadline, right? He said the 15th was when he wanted to have a, a deal ready to go. But I think we talked about this last week, too. If they offer him the money that he wants on April 17th, is he going to be like, no, nah, I'm good? You know, I don't, I don't think that's going to be the case. I think he's still going to sign the contract. But I, I truly believe he's one of the best quarterbacks in the league. You do everything you can to lock this guy up. For sure. And they were so lucky, though, because you 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 tend to forget that though, that 2012 through 14, he was still on that rookie deal, and yeah. that's when they had a lot of big years. They, they, they were building that franchise. Uh, a lot of the Legion of Boom is gone and whatnot, but yeah. say they did keep him, they'd be tied up for the, the on the franchise take $30.34 million oh, in 2020, $36.4 million in 2021, $52.43 uh, million in 2022 under that franchise tag. So they can't pull a Kirk Cousins, and you saw how much yeah. that got him in trouble. Because, yeah. But at the end of the day, didn't they didn't value him as a franchise guy, I guess. No, and what I'm amazed is – what he's done with what's around him, right? You had a banged-up Doug Baldwin. Tyler Lockett was decent for them last year. Their running game, they've been kind of you know, going back and forth between a couple different guys trying to figure that out. I mean, he's doing this with that. He doesn't have a Devontae Adams or an A.J. Green. You know, it's, it's Russ. If I may chime in here, before Russell Wilson uh, be- became a Seattle Seahawk, they were 4-12, and 5-11, 7-9, 7 and 9. His first year they were 11 and 5. Their offensive rankings those 5 years before he got there was 23rd. Since he got there, which is astonishing to me because you don't think of Seattle as an offensive team, they've averaged 12th offensively. Man. Like just the fact that their their record went from averaging like 6 wins to 10 now and offensively they went from 23rd to 12th just tells you how important this dude is to the team. I mean, yeah. if Russell Wilson goes, 
this team goes. Yeah, and you see Jack Del Rio. He was saying that he wouldn't be surprised if he sees him moved. That's crazy to me. That's why I wanted to bring yeah. it up because I thought I was in my head. I'm telling myself, how can you allow that to happen in the day and age we live in? That's yeah. what, you. You got lucky with him, and he's such a, a headstrong guy. You never, you never have to worry about him being in no. trouble. You don't have to maybe maybe picking up too many kids at one time and throwing out a back <laughs> or something, you know. But other than that, what do you get in trouble from from Russell? He's a locker room guy. He's what you want. Even even when all that. Turmoil went down, and there was a lot of attitude uh, with that Legion of Boom. And when they started breaking up, it was weird because you never really saw them take shots at each other too much. No. Sometimes you maybe heard a little Richard Sherman talk because, you know, he was a— But nobody really shot at Russell. Everybody loved Russell, for yeah. it seemed like. And it kind of just broke up. It goes back to what we spoke of after the lynch, after not giving that ball to him. I, can't, I think people lost uh, the— the trust in in Pete Carroll, right? It's more at Pete Carroll, right? Yeah, kind of like you know what, and and it got to a point to where they and look where they are now because those guys just look at that defense can't with Chancellor, with Sherman, with Earl Tom. I mean, they had the the Legion of Boom, they and did. and it's a shame that they broke up so fast. I didn't think yeah. they'd go that fast. Yeah, and my thing is, is we're in the day of age where you have a face to a team. I mean, if if you get rid of Russell, who Marshawn Lynch is gone. There's no more Jimmy Graham. Like, what's the face? I mean, you look at all these other teams. I mean, hell, even the Texans, you get hypothetically, you get rid of Deshaun Watson, you still have JJ Watt, you know, DeAndre yeah. Hopkins, you know, you go to New York, you get rid of Eli Manning, you still have Saquon Barkley. Like, if you get rid of Russell, who the hell is on that team to be the face of the uh, of the team? You don't have anybody. No, you make a good point running down all his stats and how good they've been since he's been there. And the other thing, he's been reliable. He's Super Bowl tested. You know, the guy won Super Bowl. He's been there a couple times. And he's so smart when he takes off and runs, man. Like, he, he always avoids the big hits, you know? It's it's always third and seven, and he'll take off and get 12 yards. And, you know, we've seen it even against the Texans. J.J. Watt will be just, you know, inches away from grabbing him, and then he'll scamper off and gets the first down. That's so heartbreaking on defense, right? When, you know, you, you have them, and then they pick up that third down with their legs, and you, here we go again, right? We rarely talk about a quarterback that's mobile these days that can stay healthy. But Russell's smart, and he knows when to go down, and he knows when to get out of bounds. And he is the reason that Kyler Murray is going to be the first pick in the draft, no doubt about exactly. it. Exactly. People want that. They, they that, That's what you'll hear um, compared to a lot, and people are hoping. That's, yeah. I mean, if you're getting compared to that, that's big talk. Let me give you a winner. Right when we get back, I have Ooh. a winner. The game goes off in 12 minutes. Get that coffee going. Put a little Bailey's in it if you need to. Let's turn up. It's a Sunday morning here on Moneyline ESPN 97.5. Twitter. Twitter. Follow the show on Twitter at Moneyline 97.5. Love it, man. 25 items on my dresser. Yes, sir. I got stuck at Got 25 lighters on the dresser, yes sir. Got to get paid, paid. I got 25 lighters for my 25 phone. About to break the mic, then break 25 more. About to rip the track with about 25 flows, and I'm dipping like a Mac with about 25. 25 five carry diamonds in my brain. 25 12s in the trunk, got to bang. Make moves to make a quick 25 mil. Come up so I can knock off big nine nine Seville. Got to take me by. 25 yellow bones home doing bad to make them 25 phone home call daddy tell him 25 you're listening to moneyline on espn 97.5 
and on ESPN 975.com. Live from the ESPN 975 studios, here's Jerry Bowe and Josh Jordan. Welcome back to Moneyline 713-780-3776. Just a squad that likes to put some green in your pocket every single Sunday, or at least we intend to. At Josh Jordan 975, at Clutch City Cam, at Jerry Bow Knows with a Z. Shout out to our man Brazilian Hector out there making sure that the podcast gets put up because well, again, we will t- I'll, I'll talk about it again during non-football season. You the show's got plenty of things that you could go back and listen to. No and doubt. not only that, but now we're on Twitch. And that, yeah, you can watch us right now, guys. You can watch us right now, or you can go back and look at our our, our ugly faces <laughs> on demand, basically on there, and all the shows. Not only us, but everybody on uh, on the on the ESPN ninety seven five lineup is on there. You could go back, and you now you have more options. Not only can you listen to us on Podcast Arena, you can also watch us on Twitch. Yeah, man, it's fantastic. So go check it out. It's all there. And last week, I think we did a really good uh, segment just kind of on strategy and gambling. So there is, even though the show might be a little older, there there is some content in there that's kind of evergreen that will always kind of help you out. So you can get some tips from Jerry Bow. You can also get some tips from Jerry Bow, Fred Fowler on SportsMap right now. We did a we did a video kind of talking about the NHL playoffs, betting soccer, kind of you know, what to bet on now that March Madness is over and we're kind of moving into a new season. So if you want some tips on that, you can go check out Jerry and Fred on SportsMap right now. And what I need you to check out right now is go over to my bookie and go. you were going to hit this Liverpool-Chelsea game. I waited because I needed to see the lineups. The lineups uh, look as for look for scoring in this game, basically. The over under two and a half is right on point as far as the, the price. But at a little bit more juice that I think is super safe, I think both teams score in this game. So go over there to my bookie right now. Hit them both teams to score. If you don't have that option, but it's only at minus 135. If for some reason you don't have that option, uh, hit the two and a half, but hit it a little smaller i do think this game's in somewhere around two to one three one so they'll those both scores will put money in your pocket but on the safe side you see on both um both results i have it both teams scoring so go ahead and hit that both teams to score chelsea uh liverpool right now in the english premier league there you go and talking about some other things to maybe put some bets on houston rockets getting started tonight Looks like the game opened at five and a half. Rockets, uh, Rockets being favored. Looks like it's moved to six and a half, depending on where you're betting on it. We say go to my bookie, but we know there's other places out there. So six and a half kind of kind of feels like a lot, huh, Jerry? It does, and you said uh, it's opened up a, a point shorter than that. So yeah. the public or the, the the money is on the Houston side now. I don't even know what side to bet because I don't even know if I'll be able to watch the game according to everything going on in the radio these days. What are your thoughts on that before we get to picks? Let's tease that a little bit. Let's do it. You know what? Uh, People don't have excuses. Okay, I have to be here running a game, and uh, my behind is going to be able to watch Game of Thrones and the Rockets at the same time. So this whole hoobla of like, oh, you're a terrible Rockets fan if you're watching Game of Thrones, or you're not a Game of Thrones fan if you're not watching Game of Thrones. Like, this is the day of age where we watch TV and have our phone in front of us with our laptop to the side of us. Like, bro, just do you. Watch what you want or watch them all at the same time. Like, I don't get why this is turning into, like, World War III. (laughs) (laughs) Everybody's losing their minds over this. I, I I don't know. I just feel like like Cam said you can do both. The problem with Game of Thrones is this isn't your typical TV situation, right? If you go on Twitter after Game of Thrones is over, you're going to get some spoilers, right? You How know, about let's stay off Twitter. Yeah, but that's hard. People don't want to do that. And I, we were just talking about this during the break. 
you know, Game of Thrones comes on like at nine, right? So, and the Rockets will still be playing. So, can't you just DVR the Rockets and maybe watch Game of Thrones in real time, and then you can you can catch up and skip through all the commercials on the Rockets game, and then you can watch the end of it in real time. Or what? you can just have the Rockets game on and just mute it yes. while you're watching Game of Thrones. Like, I, I don't understand why this is becoming such a dilemma. Or people. you can just do whatever you want yes. in life because at the end of the day, it's up to you. And if you don't want to watch it on time, if you do, if you want to DVR it, if you don't want to watch it at all, because uh, m- me personally, I- I'm reading this and. I've never knocked anyone for their Game of Thrones. I've sure. never knocked anyone for their comic movies. Just like I don't want them to knock me when they see me throwing myself on the ground after a goal. <laughs> it's a, it's two different worlds, but I uh, I find uh, I find interest in both of them. Yeah. I, I see I see the madness behind it. And okay, do your thing. Me when I'm reading this and I hear some of the people saying. You know, you don't have to be a sports guy. You don't have to be. Me, personally, I am. I, I watch morning games from morning to night, and that's just that's just the way I've always been, though. I'm a, I'm an, I'm, a, uh, I'm a degenerate to the gambling, and I have to have action. I have to get up. If I could get up and I could have a roulette wheel next to my bed and spin it, <laughs> and I'll know how my luck is going to go the rest of the day. I was, I was in, and my wife's probably listening right now, and she know I was watching Gordon Hayward in the March Madness during when she's trying to push out my child. You know what I mean? But no questions asked. I've always been able to live that life. At Easter, uh, whenever there's games on, I mean, I'm in another room. You know, uh, Super Bowl parties. And my friend's listening right now. How does it go whenever we go over there? I'm in a a completely different room, and I'll come and dip in and out in between commercial breaks. But it's like he watches the game in a different room. That's just the way he is. So on both sides, I'm not saying I'm right. I'm not saying that I'm wrong. I'm just saying... Let the other person do whatever they want. Let's not be in a society where we're thinking, hey, if you want to watch the Rockets, go ahead and watch the Rockets. If you want to nerd out, go ahead. If you want to watch both of them, if I would if I had if I was in the dilemma, I would do what most people are saying. Watch the Game of Thrones, have the, the Rocket DVR, and, and then I'd pretty much skip all the commercials. I'm caught up to you in the first quarter by yeah. the time. And that's it. Easy. Or, or if, if if you're really a Game of Thrones and you're a real one and you're a Rockets fan, bro, look, obviously you have to, it's better to watch sports live. Watch the Rockets game, record Game of Thrones, stay off your phone, and if you're a real one, just watch Game of Thrones after the Rockets game. Like, honestly, the reason why this is bigger than it is is because social media. Yeah. You know, five years ago, Twitter and Instagram and stuff weren't so big. People didn't have this issue of, of, of blowing spoilers and stuff. And yep didn't have to, weren't on their phone every five seconds. Like, just stay off your phone for that hour that Game of Thrones is going on and watch it after the Rockets game. Like, it's, there's so many ways around this. Like, this is a travesty. It really is. <laughs> like, no, it's funny. And, you know, as a, a TV nerd that I am, I, I want to be efficient. I want to be able to fast forward through commercials. With Game of Thrones, you have no commercials. So, you know, that's just a straight watch. But, you know... I want to be able to fast forward through all the commercials in the Rockets game. And it's been years since Game of Thrones has been on. So I see why people are excited. It hasn't been years since you've been able to watch the Rockets. You know, they play 80-something games a year. You can do that whenever you want, basically. So I I see why people are are kind of torn on this, but I found it hilarious all week. Like, people are getting mad. Like, you're not a Rockets fan if you're not glued into this game. Like, really? If you're going to be irrational, blame it on Utah. Say Utah did this scheduling issue so that people couldn't watch the Rockets in Game of Thrones. Like, don't turn it around on your Houston homies. Blame it on the Jazz. And you know what? And I do have to say this. You guys remember last year, right? Like, people were not that into the Rockets playoffs because of the Jazz and the Minnesota series. Like, nobody was that excited until they faced the Warriors. 
years. You know, everybody was just kind of because they knew it was going to happen. So we knew it was all just a formality until they faced off against the Warriors. And I kind of feel like it's like that again this year. Like, I'm not that afraid of the Jazz. I think the Rockets are going to take care of business. And I'm kind of excited they fell into the four seed because that means we get Rockets Warriors sooner. Like, I want that's what I want to see. That's that's the game, man. That's what I'm excited about. I'd rather watch it sooner than, you know, three. And this, by the way, what did they stage this to where it's like 17 days, a playoff series now? I mean, it's over two weeks that this series is going to take if they go all seven games. That's too long, man. Like, move this along faster, NBA. My Lord. I agree. I agree with you. Let's move along to someone that should move along in life. Antonio Brown seems to pop up on this show for the wrong reasons. Yep. And now he's throwing shots at Juju, and we're a Sunday show, and I know this happened earlier, but we have to hit this. Yeah. I mean, we have to continue this. This. What is he doing? At this point, he's such an ex-girlfriend slash ex-boyfriend. It's it's unreal. Like it's unreal. Boy fumbled the whole postseason away, basically, is what he wrote. Everyone went blind, blind to busy making guys famous. Not enough reality these days. I, I, I find it hard sometimes to uh, read his, uh, his tweets because he, he makes it hard to. Yeah, he doesn't believe in commas or periods. Yeah, so but basically he's just basically saying everybody's blind to what's going on. They were trying to make Juju famous, and, and they don't realize he fumbled away the whole season, which I know what he's referring to. And as a, you know, I'm a Pittsburgh guy fan, and yeah, that was a big moment in the season. But the season, how about you didn't even, you checked out of the season before it ended. How about we talk about these kind of things? Man, did you see Rashard Mendenhall come out and say defend Antonio Brown, saying Roethlisberger's a racist? And then he, I didn't see that. Yeah, and then he kind of backtracked. But yeah, Rashard Mendenhall came out and said that. Wow, and, the yeah, old running back. Yeah, and you know he's done more stuff since uh, since football. He's actually one of the writers on that show Ballers. I don't know if you guys. Wow, knew I that. didn't know that. Yeah, Mendenhall. Yeah. yeah. Wow, nice. Well, uh, and it's like. Where where do you start saying there's smoke, there's fire, and is it at least somewhat true? Well, I mean, it's and if you kind of check the timeline, Antonio kind of went after Juju after he defended Roethlisberger. So I kind of think that's where all this is coming from. And I thought the cool thing was relating it back to the Texans. You see what Justin Reed said? Yeah, he's going <laughs> he's gonna to put it. I can't wait for that. Yeah. Honestly, that he needs that. But you start thinking about where... Why would you do this? Why do you have to be like that to to Juju? Because they named him the Offensive Player of the Year. Uh, what are they going to do? Name you that you're not even there, although you weren't? <laughs> you know what I mean? And yeah. it, you, you're probably third place on that team this year because Connor deserves a lot of props this year as well. And you had an off year considered to you. And don't get me wrong, it was still good numbers. But as to what you usually put up, although you had the touchdown, everything was still there. Don't get me wrong. But so you, you have big years. And, okay, let Juju come up. And now you're not there. And what do you expect him to still vote you in so you can go over there and okay let's say they would have named you you would over there be you would be bumping your chest even harder mr big chest so like who benefits this and how i don't see it and i don't like it and and then he tries to justify it by showing personal messages between juju going back to when juju was coming to the league and all, if anything that just makes you show it shows you that juju is a humble kid and he yeah. always wanted to to be big and all of a sudden you get this and it's, let it go but my thing yeah. is is look I, i'm not gonna de- I, look i don't know big ben and i'm, I'm not a, i'm not a steelers fan and obviously big ben has done a a questionable thing or two in the past but my thing is is 
all these insults towards Big Ben, where were they in the past from teammates? They weren't there. Like you didn't you didn't see the conflict with Heinz Ward or Palomalu or the Pounceys or the Harrisons. Like it's all of a sudden that the, the athletes of today, the prima donnas that are that are unhappy and, and just make up stuff because my whole thing is is we didn't Pittsburgh didn't have these issues five years ago with the players. All of a sudden Le'Veon Bell and Antonio Brown prima donnas come here and, and it just it sucks because you want to see an organization like Pittsburgh strive. Like football is better when Pittsburgh is better. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it it, it it just sucks that you have stuff like this happen. Especially Juju. Juju did nothing but ball out. Like he did exactly. Like would you even be where you're at right now without Juju having 1,500 yards receiving? No. Like, and you're going to act like Antonio Brown's going to act like he's never fumbled the ball before. Like, come on, man. Like yeah. that's that's so low. It's it's weak, man. And and over the team MVP, it's not even like the real MVP. It's just the team MVP. And you're not even on the team. Yeah, you're not on the team anymore. So who cares? I, I don't. I I do hope Justin Reed just lays Antonio out, man. And we did a video on Sports Map with Joel, and we we basically titled it "This Texans Raiders Game Just Got a Lot More Interesting," right? Because that's going to be fun to see Justin Reed try and just square Antonio up and. Ooh, he's looking forward to it also. It's going to be fun, man. It's going to be fun. And just to, before we go to break, someone else that isn't in the on the team and, and is making comments, and you're not even in the league, but Favre comes out and says, Rodgers and McCarthy should have had one more during this time. You know, all the all the stuff going on basically right now with, uh, with Rodgers. And yep. Favre had to throw his two cents in and saying, hey, with that, with that combination of guys, y'all should have won more. That's a good point. And, boy, we're seeing a lot of quarterbacks kind of getting buried by the media, right? Like big ones. Ben Roethlisberger, Aaron Rodgers' name has just been dragged through the that dirt. That sucks, though. That's not the culture. And, and and it's always been that way. We've spoken about it. Like, how many quarterbacks do you really love? And that's why maybe Russell Wilson is such an asset because yeah. you love him and he's likable even if he's not on your team. But how many quarterbacks are you just – you're going to hang out with him like like Brown wanted to hang out with the Roethlisberger. Let's go, let's go play arcades, man. Like, what are we going to do? Let's go hang out. Like, what are we going to do together? It's not like that. Most of the good quarterbacks are kind of d bags. They're the 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 CEO, corporate head, kind of. You know, they have to act that way because you don't want your quarterback out. You know, in the club exactly. you know, before and, a game. Getting and, drunk. and guess what? If if Antonio's out there hanging out with Big Ben and they lose a game, what's going to happen? Yeah. everybody's going to blame Big Ben for going out hanging out with his players instead of studying film. Like it's. There's not a win situation in quarterbacks going out. Like that's supposed to be your team leader. You don't want to see him out. Was so, Peyton Manning sir? a guy that you're going to no. see out hanging out? Like, hey, Peyton, let's go, let's go hang out. No, he's not going to do that. No. It's just the good guys don't really. That's not what you see of them. And usually, there's so much respect that you don't see these kind of things. But the society we live in right now, and and the the social media age where people want to want a dog on you, and and that's what that's where we're at now. Yeah. Speaking of dog, if you want somebody to hang out with, buy a dog. Antonio Brown, get yourself a friend. You know, Big Ben's not available. Go get a dog. Go take him to the park. Find something to do. He's your quarterback. He's not your best friend. I'm, you know, you work with him. That That's all. So, and we don't know what went on behind the scenes. You know, Ben could be a, you know, a total, you know what. I don't know. That might be the case. But be a professional, man. Go catch footballs. Go score touchdowns. Try and win some games. That's why Russell Wilson's great. We don't hear about this crap with him. You know, winning games is what we try to do here every single Sunday morning. When we get back, I'll have some more bets. You're listening to Moneyline, ESPN 97.5. 
This is Nolan Ryan. You're listening to Houston's Best Sports Talk, ESPN 975. 15, I was all out, getting grown. By this time, my old man had to move on. Mama couldn't drive, so she didn't have a car. And I could still see my tea lady walking far. Sweat on the face, purse, and a grocery bag. Me and my sister, that's all we ever had. This is Money Live on ESPN 97.5. And on ESPN97.5.com. Live from the ESPN 97.5 studios, here's Jerry Bowe and Josh Jordan. Welcome back to Moneyline, 713-780-3776. Give us a call, shoot us a text. We had a man on on the line. He's not there no more, but he uh, wanted to talk about a parlay from what I'm getting. If you want to give us a call back, we'll be glad to talk about it. Anybody else out there? Once again, 713-780-3776 at Moneyline975 at JoshJordan975 at Clutch City Cam at Jerry Bone Nose with a C. Z, Z, not an S. We're back. And not Jerry Bones, right? Hatchet Man got that wrong, right? <laughs> we got to get Hatchet Man. <laughs> we do. We got we got to get a hold of Hatchet Man. He uh he embarrassed me last time out basically <laughs> and I need I need a I need a redemption. <laughs> you do. I am sure he's out there. He'll probably I think he'll call in here at some point. It's been a little busy with draft season, so Hatchet Man's been a little tied up. <laughs> well, you uh you have a story for this, don't you? Uh, we're been a little bit sports heavy, so let's have some fun. We, we, we do, and this I thought this was kind of crazy. And we're gonna do a little Tiger Woods update as well for everybody. So if you're if you're uh, if you're wanting to know what's going on with the Masters, we're gonna get to that just in a bit. But I just thought this was kind of I think this person is a psychopath. I, I saw this on Bro Bible. He says that cereal tastes better with water. Devil can I'm like what? Devil child. I'm. I mean, it's. I know it sounds ridiculous, but it really is. He says that it, it tastes better with water. The milk conflicts with, with the taste of the cereal, whereas water does not. While still getting the same texture, water does not ruin the taste of the cereal. This is crazy to me. Like that, He that should would, be in jail. Yeah. We need <laughs> this guy should go to jail. He grew up poor is what it is. Come on, bro. We I had it with water as well, and it didn't taste anything. Whenever milk was a consistency in my life, my life, uh, my quality of life changed. And you know at the end where you'll kind of like drink kind of the sugary milk when you're done with that's your cereal? That's the best. Imagine that with water. Oh, God, that's got to be <laughs> awful. Bruh, if, if, if we had cereal and no milk, we just didn't eat cereal. Yes. We, had, we, we would eat oatmeal or something like. Yes. This is what Jerry said. This is devil. This is devil's work. You don't. Did you not learn from Friday when Craig didn't have milk? Exactly. And didn't eat the cereal? He dumped it? Like, you don't put water in cereal. Like. Water is meant to drink. You're supposed to drink it on its own. You don't put it in cereal. This is offensive. Of, that is funny. I thought of the exact same thing. I thought of the movie Friday exactly when I saw this story. But, no, I just thought that was kind of funny. Have, have y'all ever heard of that before? No, never. And something I've never uh, – didn't ever hear about is the addiction of Steph Curry to popcorn. Popcorn. I had to read this story. I, I was very interested in this. And now it makes a lot of sense if you think about it, right? Because supposedly 
He, his pregame ritual consists of always eating popcorn, and he likes it buttery and real salty. And you wouldn't think as popcorn as something that you eat pregame trying to get you ready. What does that feel like in the stomach, like your throat? Yeah. So basically, he's had all the popcorns from all the stadiums. They say usually when you walk into the arena, they'll have like the peanut butter and jelly sandwiches on the training tables, energy bars, and then you'll have your 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 sports drinks, you know, some water. They have a tub of that arena's popcorn for curry, and he eats it. And he says he's tasted all the arena. It goes back to when he was a kid, though, and it makes sense, though. He was around his father a lot. Oh, yeah. If you're chilling on the sideline, your dad's getting ready. What do they bring you to keep you quiet? Like, hey, man, bring the kids some popcorn. Yeah. So it started, I guess, at that age. But to to be eating it at halftime? I don't, man. I mean, obviously it works for him, but. And you said he likes it extra buttery and extra salty. The- extra buttery. He, he ranks it five categories, and he's ranked 29 NBA arenas, uh, the, other, the, the other 29 NBA arenas. And the Dallas Mavericks American Airlines Center uh, came in out of uh, 24 out of 25 total points, five in freshness, five in saltiness, a four in crunchiness, five in butter, and five in presentation. For the overall best popcorn in the league, uh, followed by uh, the Nets and the Miami Heat in a close second and third. But, I mean, for him to do a whole list, it's got to be bad. So then you think, okay, the top, so what left the bad taste in his mouth, right? Because if he's a popcorn guy, the Lakers, the Clippers, Staples Center, and you would figure that, you know, that popcorn's probably 12 bucks. You know what I mean? They got two, one, and one's across the board, an overall (laughs) score of a nine. It's... Bad, bad news. Their presentation was their highest score. Uh, what a surprise! They probably give you this nice thing, and it's in a it's in a gourmet thing, uh, a gourmet like whatever they put it in, and all of a sudden you taste it, and you're like, no wonder is- Pat Bev was pissed off last night. His popcorn, <laughs> so which is kind of it's weird because like L.A.'s famous, their Dodger dogs are awesome. They they have they're ranked as one of the best hot dogs you can get at all the stadiums. I've actually had one really good, by the way, as far as, you know, stadium hot dogs go. Pretty good stuff. But that's interesting with Steph, man. It Does it label uh, the Rockets on there? Is, is their popcorn even listed? Did the Rockets make the list? The Rockets made the list. The Rockets come in at a solid seventh on the list. That's not bad. The top ten. Third in freshness out of a five. <laughs> Pretty good. Where they could uh, be better is the, in the crunchiness. In the crunchiness. In the crunchiness. Their presentation's awesome. The butter is 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 up to par, and the saltiness is just right. And we'll just have to okay, send well, a text he, over to Daryl Morey and, here's and the let issue. him know. You can't have super buttery popcorn and expect it to be crunchy. Like you know, what I'm saying butter clearly. That's a good point. Up. I like, went, you know, what I'm saying. Like, <laughs> I went to uh, I went to the movies not long ago to see uh, Dumbo with the kids, and we were getting the popcorn. Man, you know when you're putting the butter. I look over and there's this dude, man, it was just disgusting. And, you know, they give you the popcorn in those paper bag looking things. So, I mean, he had to have, it had to have been swimming. The popcorn had to have been swimming in butter. And and he was holding and you could see it like starting to come out the creases at the butter. (laughs) I'm thinking like, where's he going with that? Seriously, like it's going to start dripping. And he just kept pushing it. And he was, it was like he would, he would put some on the top and he would grab a handful and eat. And then he'd pour a little bit back on top. This guy is out of control. And I'm like, God, he might be dead right now. He might be. I thought you were going to say he was doing something like, you know, putting his mouth under the butter dispenser or something like that. Did you see that video the other day of the person at like Whole Foods and they, they had like the soup section? And they took the ladle of the soup that you know you put your soup together with, and he just started drinking out of it and put it back in the thing. 
And I was just, you know, there's video of it. It went viral. It's just like, oh my God. Like, imagine, like, people actually do that when you're not looking. So I'm not so into, like, salad bars anymore because now I know, like, what happens with that stuff. Man, that. And that's, that's not disgusting. good. You guys put uh, you guys put jalapenos on your popcorn. That's the only way I can Ooh. eat regular popcorn is with jalapenos. I've never even thought of that. Something yeah. else I never thought of. It. Huh? I'll chip, I'll give it a try. How about a uh, something I never thought of? Running up fifty four hundred dollars worth of unpaid tolls. Twenty seven year old here from Houston. The last three months they've been looking for him. He has a license plate flipper to conceal his. his uh, license. I saw that. Nice. So smart. I had to read. I, I wanted. I was real intrigued by it. And I looked, and I mean, he hit, he was just like he he was running through him and hit the little switch. And, and oh, cover, dude, that's bro, awesome! He, he pulled a Jason Statham in uh, in transporter. Yeah. His license plate would rotate. So they were on to him, though, man. They were on to <laughs> him. And, really? Yeah, and they ended up catching twenty seven year old Preston Cody Talbot. Three months they were after him. They caught him. Harris County said this was becoming a big problem. And what kind of car does he drive? It I'm looks cute. like a silver Mustang. Because I was going to say that, like, the license plate flipper's great, but you have to have kind of an average car, right? No, his car sticks out. Yeah. You, I saw it, too. I saw what Jerry's talking about. No, his car definitely sticks out. See, that works <laughs> if you have, like, a like a white Toyota Corolla or something. Like, nobody. Or a minivan. Yeah, or minivan. <laughs> Soccer mom. Silverado pickup in Texas. There's a million of them, right? But yeah. if you have, like, a Mustang, they might catch you, and they did. It's and it's got a it's got like your last name on the back. Yeah, <laughs> Martinez. Martinez. You're, like, you're like, okay, well, let's just look up Martinez right now. <laughs> but yeah, no, I thought uh, I thought it was hilarious, and and, and you know you. have Thought of something like before, like that, not of doing it, but you're like, man, what if there was some a compartment you could hit a? All of a sudden, uh, a little a little piece of like a blanket comes out. Just yeah, that's <laughs> awesome. See, my buddy told me about this thing where it's kind of similar to this. There's like this spray, and you spray it on your license plate in the you know kind of like a spray paint, but it's clear. And the way it works is the cameras can't pick up what your license plate number is after you spray this stuff on your license plate, right? So it like works <laughs> because the cameras can't pick it up, but they can you know they can see you. So. You know, in a sense, like if they saw you run through it, they could, they could find you because you're not flipping your license plate over like your normal license plate is always there. So it's obvious, but it, it doesn't get picked up by the camera. So some people were scamming them that way, which I thought was pretty clever. But, you know, it's going to come to an end. You know, you know, you're going to get caught eventually. They're going to get their money. Imagine five thousand dollars worth, though. And, yeah. and you be, it became a problem to where the cops were waiting for you. But so so how do you wait for someone like this? Are you sitting by the toes? You know, because sometimes when you pass the toes, they usually have a cop right. Yeah. There. He's looking. I think I just saw that go blank or however. You know what I mean? Maybe. He, oh, yeah. He, but then again. You have to be real careful because, okay, sometimes I've ran tolls when I don't have an easy tag on accident, and, and then I have to go back and log online and pay, like, a, a fee and whatnot. Yeah. So you have to be on point. Like, you have to be re- remembering, okay, let me hit it. And if you forget to hit it, uh, it's just and it's somewhere the along worst. the Yeah, it's somewhere I, along I, the line. I wouldn't a, be surprised if he dry snitched on himself and said something on social media. Because you know cops are on social media. We see, we see them all the time, how they take pictures with people's phones now. Like, he probably said something on social media, and they're like, all right, we got you. Like, he probably <laughs> Facebook Live did. Yeah. Dumbass. <laughs> Someone else that, uh, that fits those categories. A man here. In uh, Michigan, from Grand Haven, Michigan, suing his parents for 86000 in damages for throwing away his pornography collection. <laughs> he moved out. <laughs> Ten months later, his parents were doing, you know, the uh, a good deed. They said, hey, you know, our son forgot some things. Let's go deliver it to him. Oh, no. His stuff was missing, though, so they had obviously found it. And he has the nerve, the nerve of this guy 
to say that his collection was worth twenty nine grand. <laughs> what? So where? Not only is the collection worth twenty nine grand, and he's trying to get that back. He he's uh he wants eighty six thousand in damages as well because there were some good pieces in there. <laughs> Man, that must have been some good stuff in there, dude. Holy crap! And he's an old dude. Basically, he had moved back to his parents um, in October two thousand sixteen following a divorce. So they not only did they take his back, this scoundrel, this man. What kind of face? Well, we know how he's dealing with that divorce, don't we? <laughs> he tried to call the cops, basically. That's how they found out. The dude, he, he didn't try to... You figured he... I, I mean, I, I don't figure he'd do this anyway, but I guess you maybe try to go the lawyer route. Not call 911. Like, there's been an emergency. They're like, this is an emergency. He's like, yes, and I'm telling you, this is serious. Like, this is serious. And... He basically said, if you had a problem with my belongings, you should have stated that at the time, and I would have gone elsewhere. I mean, this guy is bad. Listen, This guy, is, I think he's probably killed prostitutes or something. He sounds like a complete psychopath. I mean, <laughs> his dad has to come out and justify it now that there's all this going on. He said, believe it or not, one reason for why I destroyed your porn was for your own mental and emotional health. If I would have been a kilo of crack cocaine, someday uh, I would have thrown it away as well. Someday I hope you understand, son. Does he not have a smartphone? I mean, bro, I was just yeah. about to say, does he not know what the internet is? Yeah, is he but, found but, he, but you got to understand, he had bikini car wash one through fourteen. <laughs> he had an original. He's old copy. school. He's old school. Yeah, he, he had like nothing but taxicab confessions. The old school. He's like, man, these don't even come out no more. Debbie does Dallas the original version. Yeah, he's like, you, how about this autographed? <laughs> he must have been collector. a journalist thinking prints coming back. Yes, imagine <laughs> your be. parents though. It's it's got to be a. So uncomfortable, and then you try not to bring it up, so that's why you never told him, like, hey, we found anything. You try to make it so nonchalant, and you're like, here's your stuff back, son. Uh, you know, you left this, and then all of a sudden, he just, <laughs> you, what? There was $29,000 $29, worth of porn? What were we doing here? And you're living with us and can't pay rent, but you have thirty grand worth of porn? And that's why your, your wife divorced you. Yes. Now we know. There's no secret. Now we put it all together. We put and, it together. And we'll put together some bets when we come back here on Moneyline ESPN 97.5. Twitter. Twitter. Follow the show on Twitter at Moneyline975.